Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your host, Michael Boldea. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to today's broadcast. Uh, Before we get started, I do have to remind you, or at least inform you, that this is a recorded broadcast. Uh, We are recording this July the 21st, the year of our Lord, 2021. Uh, The reason we're recording it, uh, other than just making sure we get a program out there, because every time we try to do it live, uh, issues arise. Let's call it that. Either somebody's jackhammering the asphalt outside or the Internet is spotty or one of of, of a dozen different things that keeps us from, uh, well, you know, coming to you and sharing this hour together, talking about the things that are going on, talking about the things that will shortly occur because... uh, Well, unlike uh, much of the evangelical landscape today, we're not American prophetic. So we've been warning you about what's coming for the last, oh, I don't know, 40 years or so. Uh, It has largely fallen on deaf years, but here we are. Uh, We keep doing that which we were called to do, which is preach the gospel and warn people that judgment is coming. Um. Now, one of the biggest reasons that we are recording uh, today rather than tomorrow is because uh, on the morrow, as uh, the kids like to say in Scotland, uh, tomorrow me and my little brother are off to uh, the visually stunning uh, and awe-inspiring Brookville, Ohio. Uh, I'm going to ask Gino to put this up today so that uh, those of you that are last-minute individuals Uh, who live close to uh, the ever-scenic Brookville, Ohio, uh, can still make it to the conference. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, I've talked about it for the last three broadcasts. Uh, It's a conference being put on by a friend of mine, um, and uh, his name is Dr. Mike Spaulding. Uh, There's going to be an array of speakers there. Uh, Some I know and can vouch for, others I don't. So uh, we shall see what we shall see. But uh, the conference is the Go Therefore Conference. It is sponsored by the Transforming Word Ministries. It will take place uh, in Brookville, Ohio. I know I keep talking about Brookville, but it's one of those places. You got to see it to believe it. Uh, So... (laughs) It's going to be at the Harvest Revival Center. Uh, Tickets are $59. I know, I know. They're charging money. Uh, So does your local gas station. So does everything else. Trust me, nobody's getting rich off the $59, but there is overhead. Uh, You have to make allowances for certain things, overhead being one of them, because when the electric company comes a calling, you can't send them to Jesus. Even though, uh, I I don't remember what televangelist it was, but there was a televangelist who who said, take your bills, 
your credit card statements and everything else that you owe money on and tear them up pleading the blood of Jesus and it'll be taken care of. I don't know how many people went bankrupt, but he did encourage people to, you know, make a donation on their favorite credit card, the one they had the biggest limit on, uh, before they tore up the bills and uh, did not remit payment. Um, So, look, I... I, I know we used to joke about these people, and yes, I, I say these people doing the air quotes even though this is just an audio recording. But we used to mock and laugh at these people and the shenanigans they pulled. But they're not without fault. And they're not without responsibility for the state of the church today. Uh, This morning, I finally got the title to the message that I'll be speaking in uh, Brookville at the Go Therefore conference. And uh, although I haven't gotten the complete message, the title itself is uh, somewhat sobering. Uh, the, The title is Dying Gods, the Coming Famine, and the Coming Harvest. Uh, so, um, I'm as curious as you are what all that's going to entail for now. All I have is a title, uh, and it is seared into my mind and, uh, prayed about it once or twice still there. So that is what we shall be titling this particular speech. No, I don't do PowerPoint presentations. If you're coming expecting to see a lot of, uh, fireworks and displays and, uh, you know, something as visually stunning as Brookville, Ohio itself, you're going to be sorely mistaken. I'm a guy that gets up there with the Bible and perhaps a piece of paper that he's jotted three words down on uh, because I believe messages need to be inspired of God. You pray, uh, you read the Word, uh, and and you wait. And this morning, uh, the wait was over, and that was the title, Dying Gods, the Coming Famine, and the Coming Harvest. So, Uh, We'll see what all that entails. I'm kind of excited, uh, looking forward to seeing what I have to say myself, as the kids like to say. Uh, But, you know, uh, another week has passed in uh, this uh, nation that once was a lot of things and is no longer any of those things. Uh, And uh, the things that we spoke about, oh, I don't know. Uh, a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, and so on, are, are starting to bubble up to the surface. Let's put it that way. Because um, even though they're really trying, they're, they, they can no longer hide the reality of inflation and the fact that it is outpacing uh, even the worst case scenario that they could come up with. Uh, So that's something that's going to be a long-term issue for America. And it's going to hit everybody across the board because there are some people, I know some of them because we had discussions pre-election. I don't care. You know, I got my retirement, so I don't care who's better for the economy. Well, guess what, buttercup? If you're, you know, 
$1,600 Social Security check will have the buying power of $600. Bucks. Uh, you's going to care. Yes, sir, you's going to care. But too late. That bird has flown. That chicken has left the roost. And uh, we are now suffering the consequences of power-hungry, foolish people in power. But fear not. Uh, apparently, we're supposed to just, you know, not only get vaccinated, but expect booster shots. Uh, how long are they going to drag this? I don't know. See, the rest of the world just thinks of it as coronavirus. All right, COVID, whatever. But, you know, only in America are people dumb enough to get scared by an added title like Delta or Lambda or, I don't know, Lombada, whatever. Only in America do people, you know, oh my, this is the Delta variant. We should go get booster shots because the last time I got vaccinated, I couldn't see straight for three weeks and my hands swelled up and I got a little palsied, but hey, the booster shouldn't be that bad. So this is still going on. And thankfully, there are a handful who are beginning to push back on the lunacy. And uh, I, you know what? I, I, I never much cared for his dad's politics. But uh, Rand Paul, the curly-haired doctor that is also a senator, uh, seems to be one of the few that understands exactly how manipulated this nation has been. And how because, uh, you know, a handful of people, one of them being Dr. Fauci, uh, took it upon themselves to dictate policy to everyone else, uh, we're in a pickle, kids. We're in a giant pickle. And there's no easy way out of it. So let's just dispel something just offhand, okay? There's no getting out of this without pain. How much pain, we'll just have to wait and see. But there's no getting out of this without pain. And it's going to be across the board and everyone's going to be affected. Because you don't just shut down for a year and a half and expect to bounce back to normal in three days. And even those that are trying to claw themselves out of the hole they dug themselves in for a year and a half are now being bludgeoned from up top, being told, oh, well, the new variant, you know, I, we may have to just, you know, go back to our little hovels once more and peek out the basement window to see if the virus is making its way to our doorstep. Uh, but Senator Rand Paul, I know, who'd have thunk it? Uh, a couple of years ago or a few years ago, one of his neighbors attacked him and broke his ribs because he didn't like his politics. Uh, Senator Rand Paul is, is actually doing something that um, is commendable. And that is he's uh, going head to head with one uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, he's one of the few in politics today that doesn't seem to think Dr. Fauci is omniscient. 
and, and, and that's a good thing because he is a physician. He is a doctor. And right now, uh, we're, we're in the land of the cuckoo birds. We're not. This isn't science. This isn't. This is just people making it up as they go along, trying to get as much and retain as much power as they can. That's it. But Tuesday, uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky told uh, Sean Hannity that he would be seeking criminal action against the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases uh, and Dr. Anthony Fauci for lying to Congress about his connection to greenlighting research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, if you don't know the story, we talked about it a few weeks ago when it started popping up on my radar. Uh, This thing is layered. Apparently, uh, the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases seems to have funded uh, the Wuhan lab where Elvirus escapes from. Now, There is also record of one Dr. Anthony Fauci saying that within his first term or within his presidency, uh, Donald Trump would be facing a, uh, you know, a a fast-spreading disease and whatnot. So unless Dr. Fauci was prophetic, I think somebody should look into this. Because you and I are, are normal people. Let me put it that way. You and I and those of you that listen to this program, we're kind of normal people. We have our families. We have our kids. Uh, you know, we keep to ourselves. We, we go to the park. We go for a walk. We enjoy a nice steak while it's still affordable because apparently soon enough you're going to have to sell your firstborn for a piece of meat. Uh, but there are others for whom power is the end-all and be-all. There are others for whom power is the only thing that matters. There are others who will do anything, and I mean anything, to acquire said power and to acquire said control. And those of us who are normies, those of us who are normal, those of us who just want to live our lives and be left alone, We don't understand the lengths to which some people are willing to go for the sake of power. I mean, we can surmise and we can hypothesize, but to truly understand how nefarious certain people are willing to be for the sake of power, we won't allow ourselves to get that dark. We won't allow ourselves to go down the rabbit hole that far. It's unfathomable to us. This is why when you hear stories about the Clintons having people iced, you're like, I don't know if that can happen. Well, if, uh, you know, if you want to play the odds, apparently the scariest thing you can be in the world is an acquaintance of the Clintons. Because they got more people in their sphere of influence dying off by you know, suicide with two shots to the back of the head than, than any other. I mean, the, the, the Pakistanis and the Palestinians and the Iranians are going, oh my goodness, look at how many people are dying who know the Hillary and the Bill. We do not know this many people who are dying. And these people execute people just because, you know, they smell funny, even though, you know, let's face it, if you're around sheep all day, you 
tend to smell funny, but that, never mind. I'm getting off track. The point is, because your heart has never been given over to the darkness so completely, you're unwilling to imagine what all certain people are capable of and what all certain people are willing to do in order to retain or acquire power. Because this story isn't over, and if everything comes to light, I don't know how much of a saint Dr. Fauci is going to look like. Sorry, I just, eh, you know how you feel some things, where something just rubs you a little eh, sideways, and you're, well... This doesn't pass the smell test. I know it says fresh chicken, but it smells. Maybe I should avoid ingesting it. So, Senator Rand Paul would be, will be seeking criminal action against the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, uh, or at least its director, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, for lying to Congress about his connection to green lighting research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The Kentucky lawmaker said Fauci should be punished. Uh, You kicked off your questioning of Dr. Fauci, emphasizing federal law makes lying to Congress a felony punishable by up to five years in prison, Hannity said. Is it your belief, based on the evidence, Senator, that he lied before Congress and broke the law? And Rand Paul's answer was thusly, yes. And I will be sending a letter to the Department of Justice asking for criminal referral because he has lied to Congress. Well, when you make a little man with a squeaky voice feel as though he's omnipotent, when you take a man from the shadows working in labs with beakers and Bunsen burners and microscopes and thrust him into the limelight, uh, yes, you know, his get, head, head gets a little swelled. And he begins to believe his own hype, and he begins to believe that he's above reproach. Uh, The only problem is, you keep at it long enough, and certain things begin to contradict each other. You keep at it long enough, and certain things begin uh, not to make sense. And Dr. Fauci finds himself in one of these Situations where the things he has said under oath before Congress are a demonstrable lie. And demonstrable lies before Congress are punishable by what? Up to five years in prison. So this is what Rand Paul answered. Yes, and I will be sending a letter to the Department of Justice asking for a criminal referral because he has lied to Congress, Paul replied. We have scientists that were lined up by the dozens to say that the research he was funding was gain of function. 
He's doing this because he has a self-interest to cover his tracks and to cover his connection to Wuhan lab. Now, does he deserve all the blame? No. There's still some conjecture as to whether or not it came from the lab, but he's lying about whether or not he funded gain-of-function research, and yes, he should be punished. So what we got here, as uh, if, if nobody saw Cool Hand Luke, I'm sorry for you, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but what we got here is a little man attempting to play God. This is what, you know, the whole gain-of-function research is. And in attempting to play God, uh, one of their little experiments seems to have uh, broken loose, as it were. And... uh, We got what we have today, which is people living in fear, which is people not not living their lives. I mean, how long can some people just be in neutral waiting for something to happen and nothing happens and they went and they got their shots and they were, you know, half paralyzed for a little bit and now they hear they're going to need to get boosters and even if you got your shot, guess what? Ha ha. The Delta variant doesn't care because it's the Chuck Norris of the COVID family. So how long? I don't know. You know, but what can you do? I'm, I'm done trying to convince people that they need to be skeptical of their elected officials on both sides. Cause I'm not, look, I'm not one of those people that believes that the Republicans are saints. No, politicians are politicians. And once they get a taste of power, once they realize how easy it is to manipulate how easy it is to make oneself wealthy beyond all imagination, even though you have no marketable skill, then you've basically sold out. You've, you've, you've surrendered a piece of yourself. You've betrayed your own convictions for the sake of power. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't point out what all was happening in Cuba. Yes, that little island not far off the Florida coast uh, is experiencing uh, its its own sort of uh, revolution. Personally, I think they should have started a couple years earlier because they would have had the full backing of the then government. I don't know how much this administration will support a people's revolution, as it were. But it does tell a story, does it not? Because you have... 
an inordinate amount of young people in this country that seem to think socialism or communism, which, which, whichever you want to call it, however you want to slice it, is the next best thing since sliced bread. We got a taste of it, not in its full capacity. Uh, how do I put this? We experienced the nice things about quote-unquote socialism over the past year because a lot of people got a lot of free money that they didn't earn. And when those people saw how easy it was to go and cash a check without laboring for it, they began thinking to themselves, hey, maybe this socialism thing isn't half bad after all. Look, we get to sit home and play video games and eat Pringles and Cheetos. We don't even have to go outside but to the mailbox because you could just take a picture of your check and it gets deposited directly into your account. This is swell. The problem is every time socialism is enacted in a country, it starts out swell. Ask the Venezuelans. It started out real swell. Everybody gets everything for free. You get your education for free. You get your medical care for free. The point is, it's not for free. There's no such thing as free. The only thing that's free in this world is salvation. Everything else will cost you something. And even salvation requires your heart. So let's, you know. But, every time socialism or communism is implemented... It starts out great for the common man because the common man believes he's getting something for free. Now, we all know that there's nothing free in this world. Somebody has to pay for it. So, for the first couple of years, you know, everybody's doing all right. You know, yeah, the, the, the rich folk are getting taxed a little more, you know, but the common folk are getting their Benjis, they're getting their stipends, they're getting their checks. And after a certain while, uh, you start having a little bit of a problem. Because the word rich begins to be redefined. And rich is no longer the millionaires and the billionaires as Bernie Sanders likes to say. The rich begins to be the hundred thousand heirs. And after a couple more years, when you've bled the hundred thousand heirs, rich gets redefined again. And now it's no longer the billionaires and the millionaires, not even the hundred thousand heirs. It's the tens of thousand heirs. And they get taxed more. And eventually, given enough time, guess what happens? You run out of people to tax. And that is when it begins to get ugly. 
Because right now you've taken the high earners, you've taken the achievers, you've taken the motivated, you've taken those people that sacrifice to make something of themselves, you've whittled them down to poverty, and now everyone's equally poor and everyone's equally miserable. And you got nobody to take anything from anymore. See, the Cubans have been in this for decades now. Do you think people are getting on rafts or were? I mean, for the last, what, 50 years, man? Do you think they, they get on rafts and they try to make it across the border to touch American soil just for giggles? Do you think they wake up one day and they go, hey, there's an inner tube. I think I can make it to America. I'll go have a cheeseburger at Carl's Jr., and then I will swim back to Cuba. That's not how it happens. These people risk their lives to get to America for a reason. And the why of what I'm ta- why I'm talking about this is because the young people of this nation sitting there like morons with their iPads and their Starbucks drinks with stickers of destroy capitalism on their, you know, Louis Vuitton bag. They need to look at the Cuban people and ask themselves a very simple question. If communism or socialism is as good as we think it is, why are these people out in the streets getting slaughtered, trying to escape it? That's the question that must be asked. I'm not holding out much hope that young people are are self-aware enough to understand how foolish they are. And they're going to keep pushing this narrative that socialism's A-OK. And like I said, for the first little while, it just may be for some. But eventually, we know how the story ends. Every single time, without fail, we know how the story ends. Now, uh, I don't know if you've heard about the Texas delegation that absconded the state because they didn't want to vote on voter ID. But uh, they were welcomed with open arms uh, by one Kamala Harris, by Nancy Pelosi, and a handful of other uh, high, you know, heavy hitters in, in, in the current administration. Now, what apparently they didn't know is that, uh, by the looks of it, the entire plane was raging with COVID. And sure, you know, for the most part, for most people, it's not an issue. But let's face it, the the power brokers in this administration, uh, they're, they're pushing a century. I mean, I understand Nancy Pelosi's got enough Botox in her to, you know, keep her a mummy for a thousand years. But she's no spring chicken anymore. 
So this uh, entire delegation came and they were welcomed with open arms for being brave enough to run away from Texas and not vote on voter integrity. And apparently they were just, just seething with the COVIDs. And a bunch of people in the White House got the COVIDs too. Now what's funny, haha, ironic also, is that Joe Biden at one point mocked Donald Trump for months during the campaign, saying that he was reckless regarding the coronavirus, even in the White House. Uh, And now, uh, a year later, not even that, the Biden White House is facing a coronavirus outbreak of its own. Uh, Biden, who campaigned on promises uh, to follow the science, yeah, call Dr. Fauci, follow the science. Triple mask and a plastic bag over your head. Um, Biden, who campaigned on promises to follow the science, called Trump an absolute fool for not wearing a mask during an outdoor event on Memorial Day in 2020. When Trump was diagnosed with coronavirus in September, Biden said, quite frankly, I wasn't surprised. Well, you were surprised that you read your underwear and discovered your name was Joe, but that's a different story. He added that anybody who contracts the virus by essentially saying masks don't matter because they don't. Because they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't. They don't. All right. That was your public service announcement. Social distancing doesn't matter, I think, is responsible for what happens to them. Well, apparently now we're not allowed to be responsible for what happens to us. Because they're going door to door and going, have you been vaccinated? Anyway. Trump was among the first to encourage people to cover their faces in March 2020, though he rarely was seen wearing a mask himself. Biden's criticism was amplified by the establishment media, which called Trump reckless. Another thing, by the way, look, if you're still watching CNN, even for the most part Fox News, MSNBC, all these other, you're helping perpetuate propaganda. The only way that these people will stop is when they go broke. The way they go broke is if instead of 36 people watching them, it goes down to zero. Because then no advertisement. If he's no advertisement, who's going to pay Don the homosexual lemon his million dollars to sit there and act uh, more intelligent than he really is? Now, six Texas Democrats Listen to this. The irony is palpable. Now, six Texas Democrats who fled the state to block state legislation on ballot integrity have been diagnosed with, you guessed it, coronavirus. Vice President Kamala Harris, who met with the group, was taken to Walter Reed Hospital and tested for coronavirus. And White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki had to admit Tuesday that there was an outbreak. Uh-oh. Where's Joe? Joe? Joe's in the basement, in the bowling alley, not letting anyone come in. 
because it doesn't matter how much foundation you put on Joe, he's frail. I know, he can still out-push up you. I mean, he's the man who took on Corn Pop, but still, after a certain age, you have to allow for frailty. The White House on Tuesday confirmed that they were not disclosing the number of coronavirus cases amid Texas Democrats testing positive for the virus after meeting with Vice President Kamala Harris last week. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said although there were breakthrough cases, really breakthrough cases, that had occurred among fully vaccinated staff members, they were not disclosed to the public unless they were commissioned officers. So, fully vaccinated staff members are testing positive for the COVIDs. Now, if you can still test positive for the COVIDs, if you can still catch the COVIDs, if you can still be symptomatic, because people don't just get tested for no reason, uh, why, why the big push for the vaccines? Just throwing that out there. Just, just let it simmer. If you can still get the vids after getting the jab, why get the jab to prevent getting the vids, even though you're still going to get the vids? The White House on Tuesday confirmed that they were not disclosing the number of coronavirus cases. That means it's a lot of people. Don't doubt me on this. Anytime, any government refuses to disclose a number, what it means is that that number is so high it'll scare the public. So if they're taking a defensive posture on this, there's a lot of people that got COVIDed by those uh, Texas Democrats who fled the state. By the way, I hope they get arrested when they get back. You're an elected official. Stop throwing temper tantrums and do your job. Axios reported that the White House official who tested positive for the virus had attended a reception for Texas Democrats fleeing the state to block and protest election security legislation. Why do you think they do not want election security? That's another question. Because, see, we, we, we talked about this six months ago, a year ago. I said, if they got this one through, it's done. They don't want election security because they're planning on doing in, what, now it's 2022, the midterms, what they did in 2020. If you can steal a presidential, why wouldn't you steal a state election? Oh, I know, I know, Rising Phoenix, line one, Rising Phoenix, line one. And if you want to go further, I mean, you know, I don't don't want to depress you or anything, but honestly, what have we done as a nation to deserve uh, to rise like the phoenix? We're we're worse than the infidels. We're worse than the pagans because we knew better. 
yet we're embracing every perversion under the sun. So, I look, I, I understand everybody wants to hope in the rising phoenix. I'm not one of those people. Because God has already shown us mercy. God has already shown us grace. God has already given us time. And we squandered all of them. And what's worse, we said to ourselves... What are the things that God hates and detests most? That's what we'll do. That's what will make the central focus of our nation going forward. Everything that God abhors, we will embrace and celebrate. You still on the rising phoenix train? Psaki declined to characterize the visit by the Texas lawmakers as a super spreader event for the coronavirus and said the White House continued to support their trip and their cause. Of course it did, because it knows that's the only way they're in the White House right now. Huh. Now, we can get into what the Russians are doing and we can get into what the Chinese are doing, but... Uh, I I don't want to bum you out too much because, look, our enemies are smarter than we give them credit for. Let's just start there. We, We have, as a nation, this sense of hubris about us where we still see ourselves as a nation at the apex of our strength rather than a nation in decline. I'm, I'm, I'm measuring my words very carefully here because I'm trying to get a point across. And that's, that's, that's a good, good way of wording it. Our hubris is making us see ourselves as a nation at the apex of our strength rather than a nation in decline. What we fail to understand is that our enemies do not suffer from the same hubris that we suffer from. And so when they look at us, they see something very different than what we see when we look in the mirror. Because our hubris is blinding us to the reality of what we have become. Our enemies are under no such delusion they see that we are growing weaker by the day. They see that we are growing more fractured by the day. They see that we are growing more divided by the day. They see that our position in the world is declining. And they are celebrating this reality. And because they are our enemies, they are making plans. They're not making plans to coexist. They're not making plans to to strike a deal or have a truce or anything of the sort. 
They're making plans to destroy us when we are at our weakest. And evidently, there is no one in government at this moment in time with enough foresight to see what our enemies are doing. I I think I've mentioned this once or twice, but it's worth repeating. Right now, the one thing that's still holding this three-legged chair up is our perceived economic power. And so the next target, as far as I see it, is the economy. It's already floundering. Look, if you think we're recovering, uh, I would urge you, go have a conversation with a builder. Go have a conversation uh, with, with anyone that supplies businesses with everything from, I don't know, metal to wood to beams to nails to whatever. And this is the disingenuousness of the media today. They're willing to cover what's really going on until they're no longer able to. Look, people on the ground, the people that know, know. Look, at some point, people are going to have to start paying their mortgages again. They're going to have to start paying their rent again. And if they're unable to do so, welcome to Foreclosure City. Look, if you think 2007 and 2008 were bad, this is going to be a divergence of four different things that is just going to implode. Again, I'm not trying to scare you, but this is the reality that we're living. Like I said, everyone's going to hurt. There will be pain. The only question is how much. Because the further we kick this can down the road, the more it balloons. It gets heavier to kick. And we're trying to kick an ever heavier can uphill. And the can is growing in volume and it's growing in weight and we're still trying to kick it uphill. And at some point, gravity will have its say. And that can's going to start rolling back down the hill and run us all over. But that's okay. Mr. Robinette Biden's in charge and, well, he has a clear vision for the future. Now, granted, the clear vision for the future is for you to get jabbed every three months. I, I, again, I, I don't want to seem like one of these conspiracy theorists, but somebody should look into uh, which Congress member, uh, certain doctor, perhaps one that starts with an F, uh, extended family of one Mr. Robinette Biden owns Pfizer and Moderna stock. Because uh, they're, they're milking this cow, kids. And somebody's going to get rich. Somebody is getting rich. Somebody's already gotten rich. 
Look, when, when, when you have a crack addict splashing paint on a canvas and selling it for $500,000 to anonymous buyers, if any of Trump's kids had done anything even closely resembling that, they would have tried to impeach him a 17th time. So again, the whole notion of equal justice is dead. It's buried. The whole notion of, of, of a fair media, dead and buried. And you need to be a little more skeptical of the things that you hear and the things people tell you and actually begin to question the veracity thereof. Because they're not done lying. You need to understand that. They are not done lying. They're not done trying to manipulate you. They're not done trying to keep you afraid. They're not done. They're not done. Because they don't have complete control yet. They're working towards it, but they don't have complete control. So, from the outside, look for our enemies to violently and enthusiastically attack the economy. From the inside, look for this current administration to continue trying to take away people's ability to defend themselves. Because as long as the average citizen is still able to defend himself, as long as the average citizen still has access to firearms, it's hard to keep control, even if you get it temporarily. So these are the two things to look for in the short term. In the long term, long term meaning four to six months, maybe eight, um, look for a downturn. Uh, Because as I've said, as I've stated, and I stand by what I said, uh, our, our years of plenty have come to an end. And the years of famine are soon to begin. I I don't mean to to, to beat a dead horse. I know it's upsetting to some of you to keep hearing about this. But the reason I tell you about this is so that you might prepare. Spiritually, psychologically. Because I've been to third world countries. I've seen kids begging in the streets. I've walked through slums. I know how it is. The average American is not psychologically prepared to live that. Do you understand this? Average American is not psychologically prepared to live like those in third world countries live. 
And I know, I know some of well, Rising Phoenix, it's never going to happen here. There's a lot of things that we said would never happen here. And they're happening here. They've happened here. They will happen here. Understand that if, how do I put this? And I know some of you are going to take this out of context and get angry, but if God were not against us at this point, if we didn't have external forces trying to weaken this country, perhaps I'd give it a 50-50 shot. But we're beyond the God bless America phase. If you want to quibble over it, my only question to you is why would he? What thing have we done as a nation that brings glory to God? Federally funded abortions? Rainbow flags waving from our Capitol buildings? teaching children about transgenderism at five? Celebrating homosexuality as though it were an alternative to family? Tell me. I'm racking my brain here. I'm trying to figure out what it is that we've done that has brought glory to God, what it is that we've done that would make us for a second say, God bless America, yes indeedy. Still waiting. I can go down the list. There's more. What, is it just because we're America? That's not good enough. God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't look at the Mexicans and the Filipinos and the Romanians and the Russians and go, well, you know, you didn't do well, you didn't do... Yep, yep, yep. Oh, but... Okay, you guys, worse than all these others, but still, you're American, so you get a pass. That's not the way it works. God is no respecter of persons. And if God is no respecter of persons, kids, the only thing that we should expect is judgment. It's deserved. So, with that, I know I, I could have left it on a, on, a, on a positive note, but hey, tomorrow might be sunnier than today. So, uh, we'll be driving to Ohio. Uh, I, I know that seeing the sights and the visually stunning architecture of Brookville, Ohio, will uh, lift my spirits. Uh, Those of you that are going to be there, God bless you. We'll see you there. Uh, Please don't make any sudden moves. There's a curly-haired gentleman with uh, eyeglasses that is my personal bodyguard, and he has uh, cat-like reflexes. So uh, 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 approach me slowly. I kid, but it's a good joke. Anyway, 
God bless you. There you go. See, I made you smile. After an hour's worth of judgment and coronavirus, I made you smile. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, we'll be with you again next week. Until then, Gino, if you got anything to say, it's yours. Thank you, Mike. We know that judgment is coming, and exactly what Mike said. Thank you, Mike. We know that judgment is coming, and exactly like Mike said, uh, God's warning, God's speaking, wake up America. And scripture, Psalms 127.1, I think it's profound, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep. And everything that Mike's been sharing is, the, the you know, the, the, the America's in the sickbed. America's declining. America's falling. And economically, as Mike said, talk to someone in the lumber industry, talk to someone in the food industry, talk to someone in the fuel industry, and it is uh, very perilous. So we really need to continue to warn and blow a trumpet. And so that's what we're doing on this show. And so we thank you so much for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are